Welcome, wrestling fans, to a bout of epic proportions. It's time to strap on your boots, throw that title over your shoulder, and stumble to the middle of the ring for a double choke slam from the Brothers of Discussion. In the far corner, the older, the wiser, the funnier, Mike Clang and Bang Clang. In the other corner, the younger, the quicker, the prettier, Matt, thumping and pumping, clang! Hi, everybody, and welcome to... Wow, that came out really loud. Uh, welcome to episode 54 of the Brothers of Discussion, which is our official uh, one-year anniversary celebration. I'm watching the, the bars fill up, and it looks like I'm really loud. Oh boy. It's the one year anniversary on episode 54 because we know there's 54 weeks in a year. <laughs> so we, we've done a couple extra episodes throughout the year, week by week. Uh, I guess two would be the exact number, but that, that's true. We are, uh, we are pretty far past uh, our one year anniversary, but uh, this is... This is where we're going to get a chance to thank you, the fans, uh, for hanging around for a full year. It's it's uh, you who's motivated us to continue going. I think if we've had nobody respond to everything we've done, uh, it would be pretty tough. Uh, but first of all, if you do uh, not participate in everything the Brothers of Discussion do, but. your best bet is to start at BOTpodcast.com. <laughs> <laughs> That's... The burps of discussion. Brothers of discussion. Oh, brothers right. of discussion. <laughs> Bod, uh, I'm. Uh, I've been working hard trying to fix my house. I, I we're live, buddy. Yeah, I feel tired right now, and I, I've I probably shouldn't have had a beer, but you know what? That's the situation we're in. That is the situation we're in right now. Well, just, we we had a big week. I gotta buck up. I gotta be. Could not be uh, for SmackDown Live. And I got to get back to our yeah. ad copy. Go to BODpodcast.com for everything Brothers of Discussion. And, uh, of course, you're going to find the links for Twitter and Facebook. Uh, if you don't want to go links from the that direction, you go to at uh, BODpodcast. That is at BODpodcast. That's going to help you find the Twitter and the Facebook. And all of those places, the website, which is bodpodcast.com, the social media at bodpodcast, they're all going to have links to iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, anywhere that you do your podcast listening, you're going to find the Brothers of Discussion. And there's going to be links in all those different places. And of course, now you're listening to the podcast, so we're telling you how to find everything else. It works out perfectly. It all, There's no excuse. It all shakes day. out. And the reason that today is so important that we get it right, that it's BODpodcast.com and let you know that you can find the Brothers of Discussion on iTunes because today we want to thank. One day only. We, no. It's not. For one like, day. There, oh. there are some legalities that come with these it's contests. Week 54 of the I'm going to let Mike get that out of his system. 
We don't want to confuse. Let me get it out of my system. We don't system. want to confuse the fans here because uh, don't confuse Eduardo. We are <laughs> announcing the very first Brothers of Discussion contest. Uh, so let me just go ahead. I'm going to read this straight from what I've got. One year into what will be the longest running podcast of all time. Just the first year in. The Brothers of Discussion want to thank you, the fans, the faction members of the Brothers of Discussion for motivating us to make it through our first year. That being said, we want to give away two prizes to our followers. Two prizes. You can have your choice. Either or. <laughs> Unless the other guy picks it first. <laughs> no, we haven't bought it yet. Then you will get the other thing. So you want to be first so that you don't get the other prize. <laughs> well, the first prize, uh, or one of the prizes you can ask for, is how this one is going to work. One of the prizes. One of two if you're first, or the other prize still, if you are still second. Still not how it works, folks. Just listen to me. Don't listen to the Fink. It sounds like that's how it works. That's my understanding. The Fink uh, doesn't have a good understanding of what's going on here. He has a great grasp of everything. <laughs> you, can, but you can have your choice. Go ahead, Matt. You can get your choice if you're first. <laughs> nope. Uh, again, ladies and gentlemen, not how that works. Don't learn English. These are the rules. Both feet must touch the floor, and then you will become the brother of discussion. Right, well, I can see that we're not getting through this. Uh, no, we're not. <laughs> you can have your choice of a three-month subscription to the WWE Network. Two hours, all-inclusive, with the brother of discussion of your choice. You can have a three-month subscription to the WWE Network, or... We do make house calls, but you must give us rent money. So just ignore the fake, or a $30 gift card to Pro Wrestling or Tees. only listen to the fake. It's your choice. I will create a outgoing message for your cell phone. And not sing you as the new WWE... <laughs> well, yeah, you can have that, too. Uh, if you want to pick that, uh, be my guest. The monetary value of that, it's priceless. So, well, let's recap here. Uh, your three prize choices are a three-month subscription to the WWE Network, a $30 gift All card inclusive. to Pro Wrestling Tees, or... Or me, Howard Finkel. Okay. And I will do an outgoing message... On your cellular device. Oh, landline. Now, for you to win, and for all of you that have tuned out, you can't win. So, you, you must now, that, send new now that it's taken us five you minutes, of it's taken us five minutes to get through six lines of copy. For you to win, you must subscribe, rate, and review the Brothers of Discussion podcast on iTunes. Mind you, I did say iTunes. For you to win, you must subscribe, rate, and review the Brothers of Discussion on iTunes. It's very easy to set up an account. If you want to win, that's all you got to do. If you already listen to iTunes, just head right on over to the page where you're listening to the Brothers of Discussion. If you've already subscribed... What if you don't have an iPhone? <laughs> there's, iTunes is everywhere. Um, you don't, don't need an iPhone. You don't need an iPhone, but you do need the Brothers of Discussion. Well, uh, that's... That's how this game's played, folks. If you don't want to uh, subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, uh, I I'm sorry. You are SOL. But uh, as the brothers of discussion go, we are making this very easy for you. 
All you have to do is, if you don't have an iTunes account, set one up, and then subscribe, rate, and review the Brothers of Discussion podcast on iTunes. Then, as an early Christmas gift, we will announce the big winner on episode 57. So where are we at? We're at episode 54 now. We'll be recording that episode on December 12th. So we'll make sure we get that out as soon as possible. So make sure you subscribe, rate, and review as early as possible just to make sure you don't miss that December 12th date. All right. Don't miss it, or else you won't get to have me as your outgoing message. <laughs> I like everybody checking their radio dial every time Fink needs a second to hit that high pitch. <laughs> I, I think it's broken. <laughs> Where does he go to hit that? Oh, no. <laughs> he just goes to his tippy toes, right? He reaches deep into his bowels <laughs> and extracts unknowns. <laughs> well, uh, we're going to continue the celebration here, the one-year anniversary. Um, and, and starting here, when it, it is tough to give everybody a gift card. So what we do want to do is honor a few of you that do participate on the Facebook uh, quite a bit, and Mike has already thrown at Eduardo uh, more than enough. Eduardo, we know you love participating. Thank you so much. Um, however, we didn't see your participation in this Facebook post, so unfortunately, you are being punished for that. We're not going to be able to say your name in this next segment. But just real quick, uh, we asked a couple questions this week, and, and it was really just an opportunity for us to uh, to give you a chance to to let your voice be heard on the Brothers of Discussion. Uh, but we're we're also gonna answer these questions too. First ones first. Uh, what was what was the best match of the last 365 days? Mind you, uh, it, it didn't only have to be in 2018. You could have gone back. Another way to look at the last 365 days is to look at the last 54 weeks. Yeah, the last 54. <laughs> Please so, continue, so I guess really you couldn't have counted any matches from Survivor Series or TakeOver War Games 2. Uh, but that being said, let's let's run through these. Clay H, want to thank you. You're the first person to respond. You went with Charlotte Nasca. Danny B, continuing the trend, picking Charlotte and Becky. William C goes Pete Dunn, Adam Cole, and Ricochet. Pete, or uh, sorry, uh, William, you gave a couple answers. I went ahead and made it easy for you and just picked this one. Uh, Yin <laughs> Yin Tang Lang <laughs> went with uh, Champo Champa versus Gargano, and again I didn't get a pick here, so I went with the Chicago version. Uh, <laughs> Pat Patrick D, here's the thing, Patrick. I, I love you, man. You probably respond uh, more than anybody on the Facebook page, but you cheated, man. You did not give us a match of the year. You gave us Pentagon, uh, Black Phoenix. Uh, or homicide versus whoever so um i i got it you like those guys but I'm, I'm giving you the shout out here you deserve it but you cheated um you, you you got you had to give us a match um kevin t giving us uh some new japan here okada omega four very nice pick there I'm pretty sure that was one of the matches we watched back in january i don't know uh and then uh, becky versus charlotte and uh, Billy B giving us uh, Champa Gargano, and he actually told us the one in New Orleans. So very nice job there, Mike. What was your best match of the last 365 days? 
I was uh, politely applauding with a little little jazz snap of the oh. fingers. That sounded like you were just crunching down on some chips from my. Just crunch. <laughs> Definitely not crunching down on some chips. I just, I just can't talk and snap at the same time. <laughs> All right, my best, my be- my personal best match was fighting my cat. But as far as professional wrestling goes. That was a four-way tie for fourth. <laughs> I'm at first. Uh, so I tried to do all the matches that I thought you would pick, so you'd have nothing else oh, uh, to choose thanks. from. <laughs> so uh, the first thing that came to mind was Shayna Baszler versus Kyrie at the SummerSlam TakeOver. Um, mostly because Shayna is right now the greatest female in-ring storyteller that... I've ever seen, and I'm including Becky and Charlotte in that discussion. Wow! Uh, because Shayna makes me feel like the violence is real, which is what I want. I want the suspense of disbelief. Um, I'll give you that. And Kyrie, Kyrie stole this victory um, in the middle of one of Shayna's submission holds. Um, we saw Shayna about to lock it in, and Kyrie rolled her over and got the pin, and I fell out of my chair. And so did that entire arena. Kind of, kind of leading us into what just happened at uh, NXT Takeover War Games too. Yes, I'm not picking that match. I'm picking this one. Uh, but I just was uh, talking the storytelling the other, and the foreshadowing. Know, I'm sorry, I, I brought up exactly I, what you said. I know, Matt. You did good. I did I so good. Okay, I am very good. All right. And then the other matches that I would put up there, the it was roughly 45 minutes. It might have been an hour and a half. It might have been two and a half days. But that ladder match for the North American Championship, it just didn't... It was the first time where the crowd, you know, chanted fight forever, and they actually fought forever. Yeah. Um, the They picked the right winner. Uh, all six competitors got over, and it wasn't anything that felt like a WWE main event match where, you know, you got to finish it in 20 to 25 minutes. This was a 45-minute masterpiece that got everybody over. Um, And then the other thing was my favorite event, and sometimes it's not often we get to talk about these, you know, as far as the every, you know, 1 to 30 men uh, having some significant moment in the match, and that is the Royal Rumble. Mm -hmm. It felt like that was the case this year. And we also got the first ever Ladies Royal Rumble, which it's a little ridiculous that we had to wait this long, but I think this this was the most appropriate time because we had a fully stacked uh, main roster. You were able to call up rookies and you were able to call up legends. So you, you, you could pick from all those, those baskets. Um, so it made it feel more like the men's version where, you know, maybe if you did this 15 you know years ago, Maybe it would have been a little bit harder to do because we hadn't quite had an established, you know, fighting roster yet. And we did for this one. So it was apropos. It was everything you want from a Royal Rumble. Um, And, of course, it's the one year we didn't attend uh, that we get two perfect Royal Rumbles in one year. So hopefully this year, you know, for the 2019 Rumble, it can live up to, you know, what what the precedent is as far as watching Asuka and Nakamura take home the victories. But, Matt... I cheated. I did my favorite, and then they, I stole three yep. runners up. <laughs> Who? I, what was your I favorite was, match? I'll, of the I'll year? say I was very excited when you picked Shayna and Kyrie because I was easily going to take uh, Nakamura. 
uh, for the Royal Rumble win. I, I, there was so much potential there. There was this, you know, I wrote about it, you know, almost a year ago. I've watched that match six times already. Yeah, it's just, it's so great. Like, I, I felt it was one of the few times that the entire fan base, like, shared in the, you know, the emotion we saw in the ring with Nakamura winning. And it, it was just, uh, I don't know. It, it, it was euphoria. It, it felt like collectively we were all, like, we were all in disbelief when we saw Cena, Roman, Nakamura in the bottom three. And we were like, fuck, they're going to they're gonna put him in a, as a runner-up. And then it, we were like, oh, my God, Cena's out. Oh, my God, it's just Roman. Oh, my God, Roman's over there! <laughs> and collectively, everybody lost their minds. We were so excited. Well, I mean, you know, on top of that, um, yours truly uh, predicted it uh, almost a year ago. I predicted Nakamura would win the Rumble, so that would make it about... You also predicted Big E, so, uh, Look, you know. You win some, Let's not forget that. you win some, you lose some, all right? That's just how it goes when you take big swings. Uh, sometimes it's a home run, and sometimes, sometimes. You have a very forgettable strikeout. That being said. So, <laughs> so is that your pick for match of no, the year? No, I, I actually, I, I tried to do something different here because I, I thought at first, like, what brought out the emotion in me? And I had never typed so furiously and filled with anger than when Charlotte won in the triple threat at SummerSlam against Becky and Carmella because it was obviously Becky's time. Um, but, you know, then when you think about how that match went down, um, it was very good. And, and I think I'm just saying when I compare it to that last woman standing match at Evolution – and, uh, you know, we had that as a pick uh, by some of the fans here, the brothers, of discussion. Uh, I mean, hands down, I think that when we do our match of the year at the end of the year, which will be, you know, it'll be a little repetitive. But I think I think we've got to keep up with what the other podcasts do and have more fun uh, with how we're going to do our end of the year picks. But I think we'll invite uh, Fink and. Dozovich and Kevin Owens to help uh, reveal who's going to win, but uh, but right now, you know, also we also have TLC coming up, so that could that's all of our winners could come from there. Uh, but right now, it's it's Becky. What about oh, what about Vince Russo? You know, I you know I told Randy Orton to be a real viper. You know, I told him to shed his skin. I don't want you you brothers. Don't forget that. Okay, I was part of the Attitude Era. Okay, I told Randy Orton. Who was a WWE champion? Okay, I told him to be a snake. He wouldn't do it, and now look at him. Now he's making millions of dollars in WWE. So who's a fool? Vin- you tell Vince. me, brother of discussion. Vince, can I can I throw a hot tag question at you? Oh, I would be honored to hear a hot tag question. Because you know I invented <laughs> hot tags. Speaking of inventions, a lot of people. A lot of people think it was professional wrestling, but it was actually me in the Attitude Era. I invented the hot this tag. Perfect. Another one of your inventions I wanted to discuss. Um, oh, please. Hot- yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I, I was there. You know, I was there in ancient Rome inventing Greco wrestling. <laughs> but nobody listens to me because Vince McMahon doesn't like people that are older than him and i'm older than him i'm from greco wrestling <laughs> uh, 
We used to wrestle butt naked in I'll oil. I'll take that. All right? And I tried to bring it back, and I got denied. And now, look at me. Who looks crazy? Definitely. You tell you, me. Vince. I mean. Yes. I, I mean, I, I was going to ask uh, about. <laughs> da- Please, go David ahead. Arquette going through the uh, the death match and almost dying uh, in it. And, and him being you know, your I, former champion. I booked a lot of deaths at WCW. <laughs> And nobody would do it. Nobody would do... Nobody had the guts to die for me. Well, David Arquette tried uh, this past week. If people had died, WCW... I guarantee, brother of discussion, WCW would be here today if everyone who I booked to die had died. (laughs) I booked Hulk Hogan to die... That's it. That was what I booked. He was going to bury him, and he was going to be know, dead. Vince, when they talk about how close pro wrestling is to being a soap opera. I tried to bury every crew. I tried to bury Chris Jericho, okay? <laughs> because I hate cruiserweights. I tried to bury him. And instead, I buried all of WCW <laughs> with all my shit ideas. Well, is that is that the, the soap opera there? Is that the death that we didn't see coming? Was all of WCW at one time? Nobody saw Almost. it coming. I don't get any credit for burying 60 adult males. <laughs> you know, you, you were the Walking Dead before the Walking Dead existed. You should get credit for that, too. <laughs> You know, I'm a lot like God. I tried to genocide WCW, <laughs> and I think I did it. If Vince McMahon doesn't see that I am God, he's a sinner. I don't know what to tell you. Well, uh, <laughs> let me get your take on this, uh, Vince. What, what was, oh, absolutely. What, you can hear my thoughts on what anything. What was the worst match of the year? Oh, absolutely. Any match with a woman. Oh, absolutely awful. I you know, Vince, this is why it's such a struggle for us you to know, have you the, on the show. <laughs> we're in a new era of pro wrestling, and here you are talking like it's the 80s. <laughs> Which I'm, I'm sure you have a nose full of snow right now. Vince, put down the snow. You know, it is, it's almost December, all right? So don't, 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 don't judge God for having a little snow, okay? Yeah. All right, the worst match of the year. I'll tell you, the ladies are cute. Okay, I'll give you that. I'm sorry. All right, that's, you know, I didn't mean it. You know, great. You know, and, you know the worst match at WWE was obviously that Royal Rumble victory for Nakamura. Nakamura. <laughs> the guy is Japanese. How are you going to give him a Royal Rumble? He's not even from not Japan. That's the one criteria you should have. Nobody remembers World War II except Vince Russo. Because you, yeah, okay? you were there for the Roman Greco area. Yeah. I was there. I booked World War II. <laughs> all right? Well, we thanks. were going to lose, and I booked a big swerve where we came back and beat Japan. Now, at, what point, at what point do you consider the, uh, the change then? Do you mean at at, at at the Royal Rumble with Nakamura, or do you mean the, the Pearl Harbor? Where did you come into play? I came into play in World War II. I was actually strapped to one of the nukes. <laughs> and I wrote it That's down. Why. 
You think, you know, I booked Stone Cold's ride on the Zamboni. I had it mimic my plummet to the earth on a missile. It was the same concept, Matthew. I want you to know that. <laughs> well, um, Vince, you're kind of... You know, I torpedoed Japan just like I torpedoed WCW. <laughs> I gotta start no-selling these jokes, but... <laughs> I mean, so this explains why you don't like Nakamura getting the victory at Rock. Oh, I hate Nakamura. Uh, Vince, we gotta, we gotta move on. We're, we're on minute 20, and we, we haven't talked a single bit on, on TakeOver War Games or Survivor Series. So I, I, we need to get your final thoughts, or... Oh, I have some final thoughts. <laughs> You know, we need to take everybody in NXT and what we need to do is we need to WCW that whole division and send them into the ocean. Oh, you know, they're right by Florida and I think we are one storm away from clearing it all up and bringing back Hulk Hogan to save the NXT. If anybody could save NXT, it's Hulk Hogan. That's the stale product. What you need is Hulk Hogan to be a champion. You have him fight with David Arquette. You're going to sell maybe six tickets. <laughs> was that where you thought Hulk Hogan was headed when he said he was going to reunite NWO? Oh, absolutely. I thought he was going to go there. I thought he was going to hook up with... You know, the exoskeleton of Randy Orton. So, it would be the skin of Randy Orton, Hulk Hogan, and they would bring together the new, new world order. So, it's like Disney Plus, this is the new, new world order. We got an 80-year-old Hulk Hogan and the uh, skin Right, the level of epidermis from Randy Orton. You would not be able to defeat that staple. Okay, you're welcome, Vince McMahon. I hope you're not listening because you're gonna steal that idea just like you stole my good ideas. <laughs> well, I'm glad you brought the bad ones over to WCW and TNA to ruin those companies. Oh, you're yeah. welcome. Thanks. So where, where are you off to now, Vince, now that uh, I, I feel like you're wrapping oh, up? Oh, I got huge plans. I got big plans, okay? I'm going to, I'm probably going to go outside and, you know, you know, I've got people, my phone is always on. <laughs> Not a lot of people's phones are yeah. always on. Mine is always no. on because you never know when Vince McMahon is going to call and I'm ready. Normally, people so say their I, phone is always ringing. Is that, I mean, have you missed that? That's a common misconception, <laughs> okay? When I booked WCW, towards the end, our phones were always on, and they were not noisy at all, okay? <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of big businesses have noisy phones, okay? Nike, Disney, this WWE garbage, okay? Loud ringing phones, not at my companies. Okay, it nobody is making those noisy phones. Disrupts the creative phones. process. 
Oh, absolutely. You, you seem to yeah, get it. Yeah, how do you get okay? any work done if you've got people pulling you left and right? Oh, if you've got customers buying your products, it's the most annoying thing you've ever heard, yeah. okay? You want a nice, quiet office, nobody bothering you, and you get shut down. And of course, all that cocaine from the 80s. Hey, nobody, <laughs> this is... No, I mean, nobody's I accusing you of anything, Vince. We're just saying... Yeah, I don't... Yeah, if, if there, there was, was cocaine <laughs> in your office... If there happened to you be You would cocaine, have more time... I know the perfect place to hide it. <laughs> if it has anything to do with Randy Orton's exoskeleton, I think I think we're already on board. I think we already know where you're going. Well, I'm glad you sold on it, and I hope your phones never ring. <laughs> so far, they're not. <laughs> well, that's great to hear. I hope I contributed to that. Oh, Jesus. Um... I mean, it is possible. Well, <laughs> as horrible as I am with improv, I think uh, I, I did my best trying not to to ruin our conversation, Vince. You know, you I think you do a beautiful job here. You you and your stupid brother. I think both of you do a great job. Um, I think you both get the same amount of coverage. As WCW does now. So I think you're doing a tremendous job here, and I want to thank you for having hey, me. Hey, thanks, Vince. Thanks for coming. Hopefully we'll see you when we do our year-end uh, review. And Oh, you'll see me. I, I'm a big deal, okay? <laughs> well, you heard it from uh, from Vince Russo himself. He he will make his triumphant return, if not on the very next episode. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be on every episode. I hope you're aware. <laughs> No, that's that's good for us. Uh, we're happy. Thank thank you, Vince Russo, for for uh, salutations, brother. Making our one year anniversary just that much more special. Hopefully, we'll trick a few people into thinking that was actually Vince Russo. That was actually me the whole time. Oh shit! You thought that was you thought that was Michael? That was me the whole time. I, <laughs> I don't, I don't it even know. It sounds like you're now. convinced. So, okay. <laughs> it sounds like I, you are, I'm you, you, yes, you, you believe. And that's why you will be the next WCW <laughs> champion. I guarantee it. As long as it doesn't lead to me eventually getting my throat cut open, I'm good. Have you met Carl Malone? Because you two are going to tag team. <laughs> Is he still alive? Oh, he's alive. He's he's my TV champion. Like, just at your home? Like, Not, you have a notepad that lists who your current champions he's, are? No, he stands next to my TV, <laughs> and he holds the rabbit ears in the perfect place, and I call him my TV champion because I only get reception when his long arms are straightening out those rabbit ears. It's hard to do. <laughs> The, the the reception is so good I can get 1998 episodes of Monday Nitro. You tell me who's crazy. Uh, I mean he is the mailman, so I I can only expect that he's he he delivered a TV championship to my home. <laughs> he did. 
So I want to thank the mailman for his service helping me. Yeah, he serviced my TV. <laughs> and I pay him a great salary, almost triple what he got paid at WCW. Oh, and you wonder why he's not on TNT with Shaq. Now, now we know. He can almost afford a one-month subscription to that WWE nonsense subscription. <laughs> That's nine ninety-nine. He can almost <laughs> afford that with a month's salary as my TV champion. All right, I'm gonna All go. Right. I'm giving away too many secrets of the trade. I need to keep a few for myself. You know that snake Vince McMahon is always stealing my ideas. And that if Randy Orton has an exoskeleton, I'm going to pull my mustache out and slap him in the face with it. <laughs> you didn't know I could still cut a good promo, but you know that was a good promo, don't that was, you? That was fantastic, Vince. You don't want to get slapped by a Vince McMahon mustache, okay? I think okay? you've instilled a new level of confidence uh, that we haven't we haven't felt towards you, Vince, since 1990. I don't know what what was right before you started working in pro wrestling. Right before that, that year, all that all that respect, right back, right back to where it before was. Before W exactly before that, I was in a disco and I discovered the wrestler Disco Inferno. So you tell me who doesn't know who to how to Vince, disco? Vince, were you saying you were heading out the door? I gotta go. <laughs> all right, I've I've stayed my welcome, okay, and I've no longer should be alive in this show. We we still appreciate it, and we'll. It took a dark turn. We'll All right, I'm gonna go. I've stayed my welcome, brothers. A discussion. You can have me anytime. Don't ring my phone. I hate that. <laughs> uh, we will see each other down the road. We'll see how lucky we get. Uh, we will see how lucky we get. Please call. All right, bye. <laughs> well, Mike, let's jump into. Uh... <laughs> Jesus Christ! Shut the fuck. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh my god. What's happening? Right, let me mark All right. where that conversation Russo's ended gone. so I know when to stop deleting. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just Speaking of worst impression of the year, Matt, we jump right into, right into the worst match of the year. I'm going to go first on this one as well. It was obviously Champo and Gargano. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That was Vince McMahon's answer. All right. The real answer oof, was... Quite a few things that happened in Saudi Arabia. But number you one pick of the litter. was the Brothers of Destruction Ooh. versus DX. Oof. <laughs> um, I will say it did have the funniest moment of the year when Shawn Michaels punched off Kane's mask. <laughs> and then we had the longest close-up in WWE history when the camera stuck on Shawn Michaels, so... Glenn Jacobs would have time to put his mask back on and turn back into Kane. Um, Matt. Yeah. Worst well, match of the year. I'll say, um, for me not having watched that show, I I'm glad that the WWE was was the other party that said, well, fuck it. Um, when it came to booking that show. Uh, but I'm going to go... I'm going to go back... A month before, maybe two, a month and a half, to the Super Showdown, and I'm picking Triple H versus The Undertaker. Yeah, that, that match sucked some big old balls. If I can't pick DX versus Brothers of Destruction, I'm picking Triple H versus Undertaker. And I'll go a step further, Mike. 
The other worst match of the last 365 days was John Cena versus The Undertaker. I'm sorry. Can he retire, please? Um, I mean, he's easily in my three least favorite matches this year. I don't get excited about it anymore. I think uh, I think it's time. I think it's time to move on from from the dead man. Yeah, it's... I mean it's it's just getting embarrassing at this point. I mean he's you know he's not what he was. It's okay to yeah. retire, man. You're old. You're big. It's hard to be big and athletic because your joints can't take it anymore. What, all we're seeing right now with the fans always asking for him to come back is the struggle that every human being has. It's facing their. Yes mortality it's just like if like he he's, doesn't he's, leave then we he's the dead man older. he he's the dead man i don't want to be reminded that you know we're we have a mortal coil like we we don't have long on this earth <laughs> and now when i watch undertaker matches i realize my god we're on clocks people there's not much time left um <laughs> uh, but i do want to quickly uh note that in addition to my vote for worst match of the year where triple h uh my apologies bald Shawn michaels punched kane's mask off um also in the triple h versus undertaker thank god the last time this will ever happen match uh kane visibly invited Shawn michaels to kick him in the face so that he could lay on the table and take a bump through the table (laughs) Uh, so arguably, two of the funniest moments in WWE history were both compliments of Kane and Bald Shawn. Yeah, I'll, I'll just throw this in there. You, you're just reminding me. I mean, we already know Triple H is phoning in all these promos that he does for these matches. Like, there's no prep. So if here's the thing, folks. If you want to argue with us, the the thing of it is that they don't give a shit about this. So just like any good you know uh class you've ever taken or job prep and 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 you have your manager tell you you know if you don't care about my emails why am i going to care about your work so yes i've been told that before but (laughs) 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 but if they don't give a shit about those matches why should you mike who's been the best sports entertainer of the last 365 days over the last 54 weeks, God damn it. I will say, um, I'm going to pick one for uh, the main roster, uh, one for NXT, and then across the board, one one female. So I'm kind of cheating. It's just because there's it's a much wider um, like list of options to pick men, so I'm sorry. No, I, I uh, for the main roster, for the men, uh, I got to pick Roman Reigns. Um, every match, every pay-per-view match he's in, it's a main event, and it's, it's not just because WWE is booking it and they have a, a fetish for him, uh, he genuinely puts on entertaining matches. If there's any kind of physically damaging stipulation, like a, a ladder, a, a table, a chair, um, this man is willing to put himself through it for your entertainment. He walks out every night to booze um, and still does his best to come over as a babyface. Um, for NXT, I'm going to pick Gargano. Nice. Nice. Um, as much as people want to pick Champa, I, you know, we talk about it a lot on this show that a true face heel dynamic, you know, you really need a strong dance partner for that to 
you know, exist. And as much as I love Champa, I don't know if there'd be a Champa without the adoration that Gargano had because he was Johnny freaking wrestling. Um, he was, you know, the leader of DIY. And when he was betrayed, we hated Gargano because of, or we hated Champa because of what he did to Gargano. Yeah. That's the whole reason that uh, Champa Gar- has a theme song now because they can't have every time Champa walks to the ring, the entire audience chanting "fuck you, Champa." <laughs> uh, get him a theme song now. And it's not to say you know Champa doesn't have amazing ability, but you know it, the hardest thing I'd say is to build a, a real baby face. Um. Because with a heel, you can, you know, insult the city. You can, you know, do those negative cheap pops, um, insult, you know, local sports teams. But to really Ooh, get over that as was a, a baby shot face, at Elias. Ooh, well, he's kind of a yep. face now, so he's he's done yeah. with that. <laughs> yep. Um, I think the hardest thing to do is cut a, a genuine face promo, and Gargano does it and makes the crowd root for him. So that's my MVP for NXT. And lastly, for the women, it's no surprise. She's the headliner for my match of the year. It's Shayna. Woo! Um, she's, car- she's carrying NXT. Um, she makes She makes the fights feel real. Like that feeling you had when uh, Brock Lesnar cracked open Randy Orton's head with an elbow. I feel like that most of the time watching Shayna matches. Um, that she's hurting the other, like she's hurting her opponent. So victory over her is truly a victory over evil. So to really build a dirty, demon, awful person character, make me believe it every time I watch it. Make me believe that, you know, wrestling is it's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> it's Shayna Baszler. And I love Becky. I love Asuka. I love, you know, Charlotte. Um, but I, I, right now, I don't think any of them can hold a candle to Shayna. So Matt, those are my three. Well, um, I wasn't prepared to play this game, but if I have to pick main roster and then um, NXT and then a lady, I will go. Well, uh, I'm going to save my surprise answer for for the last, and that was my main roster pick. Um, In NXT, uh, I I think actually for the lady answer and for NXT, I think you gave me the easiest – couple of superstars to jump to because the the main thing here is that we we haven't said who's the best wrestler we said who is the best sports entertainer and the greatest sports entertainer of all time mike self-proclaimed is tommaso champa and i believe him Ooh. i believe him mike if Ooh. this has to be if if i am the governor of a state that Champa reigns supreme over, and I am here at his campaign rally to sell Champa. Mike, he's someone to yes. believe in. You know, you look at his face, and you think, that guy's not going to make a difference in my town. That's right. He won't. He hates you. But who else <gasps> has the gall to admit how much he hates you and how much he doesn't care about what you think? That's right the president of the United States. So while Tommaso Ciampa does not necessarily agree with the president of the United States, and I don't either, it is so much fun that Ciampa has gone out of his way to create an evil character that matches our terrible, awful president of the United States. 
Um, so with that being said, when we live in this era where there are actual like human beings that are running our country that really are making their way to being as close to Hitler as possible, it takes a lot Woo! to get a stadium of 20,000 people not to boo you. They're not booing him. They're chanting, fuck you. <laughs> to make that difference, you have to be quite the sports entertainer. Tommaso Champa is my answer. On the ladies' side, Mike, there. Well, this this will be a good way to set up who I'm picking as my surprise answer. Mike, there's there's two All superstars right. on BODpodcast.com that have more coverage than any other superstars on the roster. Number one, and if you, you count you count the articles, number one is Becky Lynch. We have written more articles about Becky Lynch and guessed where she is now back in July. So thank you very much, me. <laughs> I <laughs> I went that far because you could feel it. It was in Money in the Bank where the fans just lost their minds just because she was climbing that ladder. She wasn't, I mean, she was close because she's on the ladder, but it didn't really look like she was going to take it down. She was doing that slow climb. She was doing the batting at it like a cat. She didn't quite have that briefcase. We knew she wasn't grabbing it right there, but we all went nuts because we all knew that this was like it, something was coming. Go back and watch that Money in the Bank match. I, I, not enough people are talking about that as that point where everything started to change for Becky. And I think in the story of Becky, Becky Lynch and her career as a pro wrestler, I think it should always go back to that match. Okay, so we all know where Becky's at now. I'm not going to tell that story. But number one, Mikey ruined it. And it was kind of a joke that it was my surprise answer because week after week, I tell our listeners, and of course, the WWE universe on social media, how great oh, Drew no. McIntyre is. Oh, Drew God. freaking McIntyre. McIntyre is the our victory in the war against Brock Lesnar. 3MB! 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 <laughs> is that the hate? Is that the hate that McIntyre gets because nobody wants to get past that? I, I don't get it. I, I don't understand why arguments happen on social media about Drew McIntyre. I think McIntyre. he needs to get the band back together. I, like, why can't he be dominant? We have to believe that he can beat Brock Lesnar. If he's going to take down Finn Balor, so be it. Finn Balor is not going to be the guy to beat Brock. It's, it's, it's okay by me. McIntyre could go the next six weeks on Raw, pinning Finn Balor in different kinds of matches, but as long as it ends in Brock Lesnar losing the title to McIntyre, I don't see the problem here. And McIntyre is the first, like, brute that has a physical ability. Like, he's not just big. He can throw his body around. But unlike Brock Lesnar, he sounds the way he looks. Where Brock Lesnar sounds like a Care Bear. Drew McIntyre sounds like a Drew McIntyre. And uh, damn it all, if that's all it takes to have a good promo, that's all it takes. You have to look intimidating. Your matches have to be, you have to look like it was easy for you to get these victories, even when it is a longer match. And you have to sound like it's easy. And all of that lines up for Drew McIntyre right now. And if you're not on that the, the, the train that's rolling into Universal Title Station, that is... If you're not on what we're calling the Mack truck, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what you're missing. But that those those are my picks. Um, All right. 
Well, Matt, that was a hell of an answer, you crazy hell bastard. Hell yeah, it was. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, but uh, we're, we're going to jump right into one one goofy yeah. question. You know, it's the big holiday tomorrow. Whee! Thanksgiving. Or it could be today when you're listening to it. <laughs> and the big <laughs> holiday tomorrow. From Kyoto, Japan. Wait. Uh, from Kyoto, Japan. Thanks. What? Yay. Three things. Are you thankful for? Matt, take it away. Got three. Go. I am thankful for Wednesdays, of which I've started the hashtag. Wednesdays are for wrestling. Uh, I am thankful Ooh. for the Irish and Scottish takeover on the main roster, which I believe I just alluded to. And I'm thankful for the Royal Rumble, of which we have tickets, and we hope to meet some of the Brothers of Discussion fans. Of course, hit us up on social media if you'd like to meet up. Uh, the potential for this Rumble includes, the, you know, the likes of The Miz winning, which I think is well-deserved. But on top of that, I, I don't know where else to put my finger because we don't have to worry about Lesnar doing it. I don't think anybody's really going to mind Braun Strowman, but I don't think he's winning either or else he already would have won against Brock Lesnar. And of course... No, I think he's getting his title shot I, there. Well, oh, that, yeah, that's a good point. Um, I was going to say, of course, the other the other big answer for me would be McIntyre. So if we're looking at Raw or yep. SmackDown, I, I'm going to be pretty happy here. McIntyre, AJ's on the table. Right. Um, yeah, that's about it. You know, a slew of, of SmackDown guys, um, including Miz, like you said. Um, and, you know, Kevin Owens maybe right. making a, an early comeback. Stuff and like that. Ambrose, anything, uh, Rollins. None of those are things that we would complain about. Maybe back-to-back for Nakamura. Nakamura. Yeah, I doubt it, but yeah, that would be fantastic. I just don't see a lot of bad coming from this Royal Rumble, but I'm. we should move on to you, Mike. Yes. All right, Matt, here's what I'm thankful for. Uh, number one, Hyperbaric Chambers. <laughs> uh, because it brought us daniel bryan back and you know we were worried that he'd kind of be a watered down version of himself and it's that he's you know come back just as wonderful as he was before just as energetic taking you know the violent bumps and you know winning our hearts and now he's doing this new heelish character and it was it was so compelling he actually had us believing that you know a, a 190 pound man could defeat brock lesnar that's how good that's how damn yeah. good of a st- in-ring storyteller he is so thank you hyperbaric chambers um number two is going to be the return of managers uh obviously we've had paul Heyman. oh that's a um, very good get, one we, we get we get leo rush um i think he really does he's annoying as crap uh and i think that contributes to the new bobby lashley heel turn um you know we still get selena vega out there you know being a mouthpiece um you know, and then you, you still got the people who are kind of on the peripheral. You know, like Ruby Riot has a little entourage. Uh, you know, arguably you could say that members of Undisputed Era, they all wrestle, but it, it's, you know, it's a gang of guys who are kind of hanging out together. Nice. Um, you know, I just wanted to get that <laughs> that, uh, that plug in there. Um, the last thing I want to say I'm thankful for, and it's a little weird. It's just that I think it helps put things in perspective, are wrestling injuries. Um and obviously, you know, Roman getting diagnosed with cancer is awful. Right. But I think what it really did is put in perspective, you know, that we don't hate Roman the man. You know, we we like 
you know, we appreciate his efforts. We just hated how his character was booked. So, you know, when when it when the news broke on Monday Night Raw, the crowd was, you know, rooting for his, you know, healthy recovery, and we want to see him back in yeah. the ring. And I think when he does come back, uh, who knows how they're going to book him. I, you know, they can do whatever they, you know, want. And um, I think he will honestly get cheers. You know, like uh, Seth Rollins, the heel, did when he came back from that knee injury. Um you know, because he had been, you know, uh, Triple H's understudy, you know, and then he then he kind of came back and, you know, won us over as a babyface. So I could see that happening to Roman, and he'd actually get the cheers. WWE's been trying to give this poor guy for years. Mm-hmm. Um, the same thing with Daniel Bryan. You know, it really, you know, made us kind of, you know, do some navel-gazing, uh, introspective about what we want out of our heroes in wrestling. Um, you know, the, the injury to Becky Lynch... Um, and it's, I'll connect that to the other one I wanted to bring up was Aleister Black. Um, you know, Black, you know, he was NXT champion. I, th- I think we, we both appreciated him, but this slow build where he came back from injury, you know, he had a, a, a real, real life injury. Um, they had to kayfabe it and, you know, Gargano attacked him in an alley when he wasn't looking. Right. Um, but upon his return, he, I don't think he's ever been more interesting and his first match back at TakeOver war games was maybe his most violent match we've ever seen uh not using weapons but just his own you know uh fists and feet um yeah so that injury kind of taking them away and kind of letting you get a you know a reset on the character to kind of getting that build up again it it um again put just like with roman put things in perspective like man you know we you know we haven't seen this guy in a while and now he's back on the scene and we forgot how good he was because we've just been so um, uh, I don't want to use the word greedy, but we've we've been spoiled yeah. uh, with all the good wrestling on NXT and this this Alistair Black sized hole. Now it's being filled again by this this guy who we forgot how good he was, and then of course you know Becky Lynch. We we're gonna get the biggest payoff ever, uh, as, as far as you know female wrestling goes. Uh, we've we've never had a real bloody grudge match like this. And now, you know, thanks to a, a stupid accident, you know, Nia obviously didn't mean it. Um, she is building up that entire main roster of women. One mistake has suddenly made that one of the most interesting things in WWE history. So that's what I'm thankful for. Yeah, and I, I'll just throw it out there too, because I, I can see how easily some people can misinterpret things. No, in no way do we ever want someone to get injured. But I think, um, you know, the humanity that comes from these injuries. And then, uh, you know, I, I think it's looking for those silver linings, too. You know, there there are still positives that can come from these things. And it's, you know, it's, a, it's one of those things where we're always talking about, um, you know, as, as long as no one's getting, uh, I don't know. Like, we're not, we haven't, it's tough to talk about because Roman is so different in his situation compared to everybody else. But, you know, that's that's where the humanity comes in. That's where we all band together and we, we become a wrestling community rather than, um, you know, fighting factions or something like that. But I'm, I'm going to stop talking before I say something stupid. Um it was already rambling. But, uh, Mike, you, you wrote down quite a few hot takes for this week. It, it's pretty tough to talk 
uh, NXT only because they gave us the worst episode of all time this week. Uh, just sort of <laughs> I know. recapping it's what It's usually happened. Our, our, yeah. It's usually our favorite thing to go over, and all the, it was basically a highlight show for War Games. But we did um, get War Games, so um, I, I say uh, the question last week was was you know was War Games going to continue the streak uh, and be better than Survivor Series? And I think uh, I think easily, yeah, that was the better show. I I think top to bottom it was a better show, but I. That Lesnar Daniel Bryan match, and then the Charlotte Ronda Rousey match. Those were two of the better matches. I, those honestly could have been in the list for the best best we've seen out of fifty four weeks. I, I I I might argue with you. And they were the... they were back to back in the same show, and they were that that good as far as storytelling and violence. I'll, I'll just say with the with the Charlotte and Ronda Rousey match, um, you know, let's let's jump into that first. So we'll talk. So match match doesn't end um charlotte goes crazy and she gets fined uh, as we found out on smackdown it, it actually costs twenty thousand dollars per referee that you injure um <laughs> in, a, in a match i guess um but it, it was it was a fantastic story and and you were right you said it before this was supposed to be becky lynch's moment and charlotte's the one who got it and in turn, now we're all yelling, thank you, Charlotte, um, or the fans, at least at that show, were that night. And uh, Charlotte's yeah, that, loved again. That was, that was, yeah, I thought the, the story that they wrote was A+, plus, but that crowd reaction kind of bummed me out because I, I didn't really know what we were thanking Charlotte for. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I, I immediately, you know, started asking uh, the WWE Universe on social media, like, what... Uh, it kind of feels like um, I don't know if you, you've seen. Uh, there's a comedian right now who does a, a line of jokes about what did Guy Fieri ever do? Um, did did Ron, is Rhonda that horrible? Is she that terrible that she's she deserves this? Was she not a an accomplished fighter who wanted to bring her ability to fight to the WWE to entertain us? You know, I I think about a. Um... There's this Bleacher Report article that was written probably a year ago just talking about Alexa Bliss. Yeah. And she was in a tag team match with uh, with Natty. And uh, the opponents were coming to the ring. I, I honestly couldn't tell you if it was Naomi. Um, you know, a couple of yeah, baby faces. Yeah. And when the music started, Alexa, like, grimaced and squinted and made a ugh face and put her hands over her ears because she didn't she couldn't stomach listening to the music of the face coming down yeah. the ramp and then they said that natty kind of looked at alexa and took a cue from her and also covered her ears and the reason i bring that up the article was saying how some people just naturally have it like they they know how to act in front of a, a wrestling crowd. They know how to you know do the facial expressions, do the in ring storytelling, and I think people were saying thank you, Charlotte, because you know Ronda does kind of get booked, you know, like Roman Reigns does. She's kind of untouchable. She gets to win all the time. She's already yeah. champion. She's barely been you know on TV wrestling for a year, um, but she's so damn good. Like for how green she is um i'm not saying i'm not saying that i'm not saying she's gargano in the ring you know but her moveset is fairly diverse you know and it looks it looks like it hurts 
you know, her arm bars, uh, the flips, and then when she takes bumps, you know, she's in that fetal position, you know, there's real pain in her eyes, and then when that, you know, that that switch flips, and it's time for her to get the offense in, because you did something that, you know, you know, yeah. you hit a nerve the wrong way, and now, now you're getting she's violent, Rhonda. She gets it. She totally gets what wrestling is, so, you know, part of the reason that that match was so successful you know this weekend was because of how good she is at selling um you know making you look like a million bucks you know before the you know the booking comes in and this transcendent superstar who you know single-handedly created a women's division in the ufc yeah she's gonna probably get booked to win and get a rocket you know strapped to her back so she can go to the moon um i i just there's a lot worse people that you could, you know, be upset about their booking. I don't think that you should get, you should be grinding your teeth over Ronda because this, this is an incredible rookie year. This is insane how good she is. Yeah, and I, I I'll, uh, like a couple things. I, I don't want to say that she, she gets it, um, you know, like a hundred percent, because I think there's a lot that goes into like uh, Alexa Bliss and her genius. Um. Oh, yeah, she's not, you know, Alexa Bliss on the microphone or anything. Right. But I'm just, you know, for a comparison's I, sake. I, I, think, yeah. I think she does do a good job of grimacing. Um, I, I think, you know, and it, it's no fault of hers. She's just, she's very new to this. Um, I think her, her moveset is pretty limited. I think that she does struggle when it comes to what was I supposed to do or something different's happening, what do I do now? And, of course, the mic work has been, uh, like, the best thing for her are, are, you know, last week vignettes. Because they can edit that thing just like how we edit these podcasts sometimes. So that there aren't uhs, there aren't ums, there aren't spots where we're not talking. I can go back and edit that and we can sound pretty smart. Same thing for, for Rhonda. So I get it. It's not the easiest thing in the world is to just figure out how you're going to talk to 20,000 people. Um, you know, we're not talking to 20,000 people. We're pretty much just two brothers having a conversation because nobody listens to the show. But, um, <laughs> what, you know, the, the point isn't necessarily that uh, I, I understand where she's coming from. I think, I think the point is um, she's getting a lot. And I, I just, well, I guess, you know what? That's not even the point. Uh, my point is I just want to pull, pull back a little bit on, on saying what a great job Rhonda's doing. I think that Charlotte match was a great example of her doing exactly the best job she can do with her talents right now. And she definitely did not deserve the reaction she got because she put a lot of heart into that match and that's all we should ever ask for. I mean, people don't do that to Brock Lesnar with the amount of hate that Ronda's getting. They don't do that to Brock Lesnar, and he does not give a fuck. He tells you from the get-go, I will not learn new moves. I will not do different things. I'm going to do these three moves, and I'm going to be out of here in five minutes. And that's, that's his matches. And, and nobody nobody really cares. But for Ronda Rousey, think... it's it's different for some reason. And I get it. We boo Brock, and we did this whole Brock shouldn't be universal champion anymore. But it's not the same. It's not the same that Ronda got. You know, the same reactions that 
Rhonda got at Survivor Series were not the same that Brock got at Survivor Series. Yeah, and I, you know, we hear it all the time. Rhonda's like, you know, I, I really love this. You know, I could be doing other things, but I want to do this. Um, you know, and Brock, we've heard him say, you know, I, I don't like pro wrestling. I just like the money. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, At least good for but, him to uh, be super honest. I just thought uh, one thing, you know, I wanted to get your thought on is um, another uh, Bleacher Report article. <laughs> um, you should was, read BODpodcast.com really uh, once in a while. Oh, I should yeah. check that out. Yeah. No, I, uh, just because they wrote how one little blurb about the Lesnar-Daniel Bryan match, um, how he sold so hard for Daniel. Like, you know, Daniel's little kicks and his, you know, offense that, you know, is only yeah. realistic in wrestling. Like, in, in the UFC, you know, octagon, Brock would have laughed and, you know, snapped brian's legs from his torso right. um why do you think that brian you know he kind of he kind of got treated like aj styles um a little bit like cm punk before him and it, it seems like brock is okay selling for these little guys but when he's fighting you know samoa joe and he's fighting you know Strowman, uh it, it kind of feels like he's mailing it in do you get that impression or what do you think? Well, I think part of it has to deal with who he's in the ring with. Um, you just listed, you know, I mean, on, on the notes here, we have Daniel Bryan has the best match since AJ Styles uh, when it comes to facing Brock Lesnar. And those two guys can do so much in the ring, and we already believe that they're, you know, they're they're bigger than, they, than their height says they are. You know, they're bigger than the attribute listing says. And... It's just, I don't know if it's so much Brock Lesnar. I think it's more just the booking. I think it's the timing of things. I think for both guys, they are, again, I'll steal it. They're larger than life, and the booking has to reflect that. If we're all going to accept that Brock Lesnar can only be beaten by Roman Reigns, there's still people that need to take him to the limit. And at this point... You've got at that time you had a fresh WWE champion in AJ Styles, and now you've got a fresh uh, WWE champion in Daniel Bryan. And you know I'll make the argument that Vince McMahon, creative, they let you know which show should you care about. They told you that at Survivor Series, six to nothing. But yep. not even not even acknowledging the the pre-show right. victory. But when it comes to, you know, at least having you believe in the next WWE Championship match of Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles, there had to be something there. There had to be, like, a little bit of hope. Or I, I shouldn't say hope, but, you know, why should I watch this if these guys don't even compare to Brock Lesnar? And Brock Lesnar isn't even going to show up to this pay-per-view, so why am I even going to tune in? Which, you know, uh, you, you could sit here and make the argument. You could immediately uh, rebut and tell me, yeah, that, I mean, there's nothing in that match that, that says any different. Brock's not going to be mm. there. There's no universal champion. That is the better belt. So if he's not going to be there, why am I tuning in? Uh, I'll still say mm. they're, they're doing their best. They have. They, it, feels like, it feels like they have a flow chart. If you've ever seen them online where it's like, you know, if should you eat a peanut butter sandwich? You know, do you crave something that's peanutty? Yes. Do you crave something that has bread? Yes. Then have a peanut butter sandwich. 
And it's kind of like, you know, can who's, you know, who's in this match? Is it a new champion? Yes. Or who are they facing? You know, is it Brock Lesnar? Yes. Well, then they have to lose. So it's it's just mm-hmm. it's one of those things like, well, then it has to be it has to be 15 minutes, but Brock still can't lose. He can only lose to Roman Reigns. Uh, so Brock's going to hold on to the title for about five years. And then when he, you know, yeah, like that's that's just how it all shook out. I think I so I guess to answer your question, I think a lot of it has to do with timing. And I think I think they knew AJ Styles, regardless of him being homegrown or not, is something special. And the fans weren't going to ignore that. And I think they honored him well enough. Well, far beyond what we ever would have guessed. Um, right, and then Daniel Bryan, uh, even though he had matches with AJ Styles in the same stint in, in Ring of Honor, uh, he wasn't Daniel Bryan in getting yes chance until he was in the WWE. So I think when right. we talk about where was Daniel Bryan, and, and that's true, where was Daniel Bryan built in the WWE? Not Bryan Danielson, not the uh, was he the Red Dragon. It was American, American Dragon. Dragon. Red Dragon is uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Oh, it was a uh, uh, killer created by uh, Thomas Harris, the novelist. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, Red Dragon. But uh, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's a long-winded answer, but I I think it sure is. Is it over I, yet? I think I'm good. I'm gonna tap here. All right. And that's the end of the show, folks. Thanks for tuning in, to brothers. A discussion. Uh, well, I guess I'll ask the next question again. Uh, Matt, <laughs> Nia Jax broke Becky Lynch's face, and we all hated her for a week because we wanted to see Becky get her payoff match against Ronda Rousey. Um, Nia comes out, Survivor Series. Her music hits. She walks out on stage, and she is showing off the fist that changed the main event at Survivor Series. Matt, are you upset with this, or... Do you feel like a lot of favors were done? One, Nia Jax got some real heel heat. So this is a good thing for her. And two, Becky Lynch got even more support because now she's not going to be fodder for a you know, potential loss, a likely loss, we'll say, to Ronda Rousey, who is you know about, about the most protected... As far as wins and losses go, about about the most protected superstar uh, employed by WWE. Well, so, was this a blessing in disguise? I'm, I'm going to say this comes back to timing again. Um, I think Nia Jax is going to get buried eventually, but she's also booked to face Ronda again, or at, at least that's you know what we all thought was going to happen. So now they had an opportunity to not blow up their plans for both you know both sides uh for raw and smackdown for the women's championship because you know they had to rewrite something uh now for tlc and i don't think they were interested in rewriting something for raw too i think they just know that ronda was going to win this match and they'll be able to give naya hers later and i'm not saying she really deserves something but now that she's hurt asuka and becky lynch i feel like there has to be you know, like if if Sasha Banks doesn't even sniff the main event anymore, um, and a part of that is I think they're trying to protect her. Uh, just to be honest, you know, and I know I'm going off topic here. I think part of that is they're trying to protect her while Ronda Rousey holds the title. Um, 
but oh my gosh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, but uh, you know, uh, if if Nia's gonna if she can't be trusted with a punch in the ring and a backbreaker and the other moves that have been you know sent around on social media and on on the blog sites. I mean, what gives? I mean, what what do you do right? What do you do wrong to become made in this business if it's, you know, you can keep making these kinds of mistakes? And it, it comes back to, like, how I felt about the Bellas. I think it's one thing to be really bad, but you try so hard to be good. And not that I'm saying Ronda's really bad, but she's the example I'm using right now. She is trying so hard, and she does it for us. She wants to be loved so bad she wants that music to hit and she wants the audience to stop booing and cheer her she wants that so freaking bad and i'm not saying naya doesn't want that but i i don't know i don't see it on the mic she's been doing this a lot longer than ronda i don't really see it in the ring with her moveset and i definitely don't see it when she breaks literally breaks oscar's back with a backbreaker well not literally breaks but puts her on the shelf for a while and then uh, breaks Becky Lynch's face. Um, so I, I again, I'll, I'll just say I think I think the bad days are coming for Nia. I just think they didn't want to scrap two different main event storylines uh, in the same week. Mm. Well, it's it's a tough thing to do. Um, I, I don't. I can't believe that it was intentional. I think it was just kind of sloppy. Oh, but, I'm not saying it was an in- know, intentional. I hope that's not what came out. Uh, nope. Okay. Uh, you know, just just saying that, you know, like Owen Hart tried to kill Stone Cold um, unintentionally. Um, you know, we saw Vince McMahon try to destroy both his quads. Uh, <laughs> we saw Seth Rollins break John Cena's nose uh, with a big yeah. knee. Um, you know, boo-boos happen. Um and I, I think I think you're right that it it, it we WWE's definitely punished people for getting injured. Yeah, Seth Rollins um, hasn't had that universal championship. Um but I mean, you know, look at uh, you know, like somebody like Ryback. He never touched the main event title. Um and he was famous for injuring people, yep. so um, I don't know if Nia's going to necessarily be in purgatory because, you know, she's the only, um, just using the wrestling term, big man, you know, that the that the women's roster has. Um, I, I, I don't know if she's going to be in purgatory. Based on the precedent WWE has said, it wouldn't be unheard of. Yeah. Um, if I had a vote, I, just for diversity sake, you know, as far as, you know different body shapes um i would still still keep her around but i think you're right i think it would be tough to you know kind of give her the keys to the castle if she's gonna you know keep keep injuring people in these big spots so it's it's tough to justify at this point people make mistakes but man can you can you not make that mistake right you know the, the timing it, it sucks but there's also that idea that we talk about all the time of how loaded the these rosters are there are so yeah we could we could use a few injuries yeah. let's give somebody else a yeah. if, if you can't be trusted there are another you know and, and i know it's a lot the the list goes on and on on the men's side compared to the women's side but there's still a long list on the women's side and i just mentioned sasha banks 
and her buddy Bailey. Asuka's never held the title. Right. Well, yeah, and I was focusing on Raw there, but Asuka's. I know she's, she's on the wrong. I know she's on the wrong program. She's the but, absolute you know, best example. Yeah. No, you you gave yeah. the best example. Then you've got you know everybody down in NXT where, I mean, you've got Io and Kyrie right now that are about to set up a tag team, that shouldn't even be. I, I, and we love NXT, but those two are ready. They are WWE ready. They were ready before any any bell rung. They're they're ready to go. They were ready before they did a match in NXT. Right. Like, they could have been on the yeah, main roster. Yeah. Before uh, the Mae Young Classic, where, and the first one, where Kyrie was introduced. Yep. Uh, um, well, here's, uh, you know, it's kind of a kind of a tough one to go down the rabbit hole, because, you know, mistakes happen. What, what are we going to murder, you know, Nia? No, she, you know, and I, I don't think up, she should be but... fired. I just think if there's, yeah, if there's so many spots. Sorry, I'm talking over you. Yeah. No, it's okay. Um, I guess, uh, you know, we'll kind of close it out. I, uh, you know, War Games was, you know, from start to finish, incredible, as usual. Um, you know, we got a we got a cameo from, you know, the bro. We got Matt Riddle in his first kind of a match. Yeah. You know, he just kind of squashed <laughs> Cassius Ono. Um, Aleister Black and Gargano stole the weekend. I such a such an awesome you know match with all the stiff chops stiff kicks it looked like i'm um, surprised there weren't teeth all over the yeah. ring um velveteen dream and champa it was just 26 minutes of really good storytelling um as far as it you know kind of starting out as a, a test of character between the two different personalities and then you know once goldie champa's beloved title got involved uh you know the switch flipped and it was time to fight um, you know, it was time to actually, you know, see who wanted to be champion. Um, and Velveteen did some crazy, crazy spots, uh, flying off the corner turnbuckles and crashing onto the floor. Um, some nice, perfect elbow drops. Oh, we got some, some leg drops from Velveteen. Yep. Um, I'd say, you know, it was, uh, just totally entertaining. Um, the biggest news from NXT is Lars Sullivan. Uh, they started the vignettes at TakeOver, and then it, it went through into uh, Survivor Series, and it looks like Monday Night Raw. He's getting the call-up. Matt, this will probably be our last thing we discussed uh, discussed today. We're already you know going to be pushing an hour and a half here, but is this a good move? Is this the right move? Um, did he have anything left to prove in NXT? Well, I think... It... Um, and then did you see him having a feud to start with, or are they going to let him build it up uh, like we've seen in the recent past with AOP, Strowman, uh, Keith Lee is also doing this, uh, where he just gobbles up local jobbers. Well, uh, I I kind of cheated because I, I wrote an article this past week. It's on bodpodcast.com, and I kind of built out what Lars' uh, first few months should look like, and it should be squash matches. I would say, uh, you know, I had uh, I had some conversation online with uh, with a few different uh, faction members of the Brothers of Discussion. I don't think he should sniff uh, TLC. I think maybe he should get a couple of eliminations at the Royal Rumble. Uh, but even then, I, I'm not smelling a real feud for him until he can, you know, get built up uh, through some enhancement talent. Um, you know, maybe even some handicap matches thrown in there. Uh, but... I, I, I don't smell a feud, and if there is one, 
you know, watch for him to go. And we love Almas, and he's gotten he's gotten those matches where it's like, oh, it was just so close. Um, that's not going to be good enough for Lars. Lars didn't hold the NXT championship, so even for the hardcore NXT fans, you know, if if we if we ask ourselves to kayfabe his relationship with pro wrestling, he's not a winner. He's just a big brute. Um, but I did I did ask for you know, and you I know you want to wrap up here, so I'll, I'll let I'll give you the uh, answer here. Uh, but I did want to throw out. One of the things I, I hoped for was that maybe Lars Sullivan could be the first smart brute, not be the guy who just hurts himself because he's so big and he gets too confident. Um, but what do you think, Mike? He scares himself too confident. Um, what do you what do you mean by that last thought before I answer? Well, when you look at uh, matches that Lars is going to be in. You, you got to figure, and, and if he's going to be on Raw like uh, the vignettes suggest, you know how does how does a guy like Finn Balor beat Lars Sullivan? Well, he's he's going to run himself into the turnbuckle. He's going to run himself into the you know the outside um, padding. He's going to hit the ref maybe. Uh, just you know, it's 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 the way that Mark Henry loses and Big Show loses. Uh, you know, they're too slow and lumbering. Okay. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, it's okay. just, I, uh, I think those guys lose all credibility once you show their weakness is their intellect. But go ahead. Well, um, I am very surprised that he's going on Monday Night Raw. Uh, we we are, it definitely feels cluttered with uh, big guy heels. Yeah. Um, you're, you're looking at Lashley. You're looking at, you know, arguably Lesnar. You're looking at Baron Corbin. Um, uh, who's uh, I'm forgetting the, the third uh, McIntyre, of course. Um, so I just don't know how he's going to fit in. You know, maybe going for an intercontinental title opportunity. Um, as far as looking at like the 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 smorgasbord of you know NXT call ups guys who you know were primarily singles competitors you know the the peak is probably roman or seth because they weren't quite the shield in nxt so i'm going to count one of those two and you know seth was the first nxt champion um uh, probably the bottom rung maybe adam rose uh, arguably Ugh. you know at least somebody who's still on the roster but doesn't seem to get a break uh you know tyler breeze how about um, ty dillinger i don't think he's gonna bottom out like that Couple of ties. Yeah, Ty Dillinger's another good example. He's begging um, for work on on social media. I don't blame him. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I I don't know why this is happening now. Um. It definitely feels like an opportunity for him to get really get lost in the shuffle. Yep. I think that he was a good change of pace on NXT. It it seemed like. No, there wasn't really a spot for him to have a title. Um, it feels like North American is, you know, kind of more, uh, um, you know, modestly sized guys. Yeah. I know that Champ and Gargano aren't big, but I mean, like, like star power. You know, I, I don't know if Ricochet's, you know, quite the, you know, the the Mike'sman that you know Johnny and Tommaso are. Um, so kind of a second tier thing for you to keep them in mind. I. I I honestly can't ever see Lars holding gold. Um, so I, it's a very mysterious move to me. I don't know who, who they're calling him up to put over. Um, 
I, I don't know if Seth Rollins as an Intercontinental Champion is screaming for a, a you know a new big guy to come in and you know pummel him <laughs> and you know feud with his yeah. belt. Um, I hope it's just to fill out I the think, Royal Rumble. I feel like they had twenty nine guys on the list. <sighs> I like his entrance. I think that it it works really well on NXT with him standing behind the white light and it casts that you know that big shadow, but. You know he's not even as big as uh yeah he's he's six he's not even as big as like aop so he's gonna be you know shorter than that yeah I wrote, I wrote about that too i i, I said he, he has he has the frame but at six three he's gonna be looking up to roman and brock and definitely he's McIntyre. gonna be looking up to dean ambrose dean ambrose shit yep dean ambrose is like six four six holy five holy shit balls yeah so I mean he's he's a powerful man, uh, but Raw's has tons of powerful guys. I'm I'm just kind of surprised he didn't go to SmackDown. You know, give give Rusev somebody to feud with. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll know for sure after a month uh, if they're doing it right. And I I will say you know I spent the time to say here's how you book him. I have zero confidence it's going to go that way. I yeah I just I don't see a, a super high ceiling for him. I I don't know what they're going to do with him on Raw. Just he cuts okay monster promos. Right. You know he's he's fine at it. But we have monsters on Raw. <laughs> I don't I don't know why why now. Yeah. I don't know unless there's some releases coming or. No, you put it. It's you put it's, it the best way. It's mind boggling. He'll he'll probably get lost within you know what's going on within a month and 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 you know maybe there's contract things that we aren't you know we don't know about. We know that there's always that that time of the year where chunks of guys get released and that could be what we're looking at. I know we're looking at contract negotiations, which we'll get into next week with AJ styles. Um, and he's looking for five years or I'm sorry. He's looking for three years part-time and the WWE wants him like five years and full-time. It's nuts. Hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, I, the rosters are just so stacked. Like, um, even playing WWE 2K19, you you know you would need, you know that Alberto Del Rio Royal Rumble. Like you'd need to do a couple, like three 40 man Royal Rumbles to get all the dudes yeah. in there. Um, so it can be good because you have options, but man, I I don't know. Good luck, Lars. <laughs> I I hope you get some money, bud. I hope you get you know I hope you you know get some TV time. I just. With the precedent we've set with some of these NXT guys, I don't, I don't know how it's going to work out for them. So rooting for you, but man, based on precedent, based on who's already on Raw, it looks like it's going to be a tough battle, and I, I hope it works out. Um, so with that, uh, I want to remind you all how to win the Brothers of Discussion first contest. Uh, what we need you to do is go to iTunes. We need you to subscribe, rate, and review the Brothers of Discussion. So please, do that, and you instantly become an entrant into the contest to win your choice. Either a three-month subscription to the WWE Network, which we will provide to you in a sort of gift card thing, or a $30 gift card to Pro Wrestling Tees. Both of those things we have no relationship with. We just have those items, and we like to give them away. I think that uh, we've had another successful episode. Uh, people are going to be excited about the contest. And, uh, yeah. 
We're going to be working on some more impressions for you. Everybody right. enjoy the holidays. Uh, if you're listening to this, yep, be safe. Over the whole weekend, shop safe. Yep, get uh, get all your discounted WWE stuff this Friday. Get your uh, hopefully there's a Velveteen Dream shirt on sale. Huh? Maybe a little heavy machinery. Yeah, and if, if you're Swag not sure about what you're getting on Black Friday, just remember WWE.com shop, whatever, will have sales for Cyber Monday. So watch out for some $40, I mean, 40% off TVs. All right, All thanks, right guys, we'll see you next time. We're coming! Hey everybody, first of all, gotta thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Brothers of Discussion. Reading that blog, following us on social media, being a member of the faction means so much to us, so truly, thank you. But as we continue to grow, we want to let you know that 75 and Woodward is back on the air. 75 and Woodward is your solution to keeping track of Detroit sports. We offer a quick look at the teams that matter most to you, you in the Mitten State. We give you an opportunity to stay informed and sound smart at the water cooler. 75 and Woodward will look into the biggest news in transactions, players, and games in Michigan. Count on us for Red Wings, Pistons, Lions, Tigers, Wolverine, and Spartan coverage. Look, no one has time to listen to Colin Radio for sports coverage anymore. Let us find the analytics that matter to you, and we'll get you back to work. 75 and Woodward giving you Detroit sports coverage at 70 miles an hour.